RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination Tainan, the early 20th century. The Tainan area along Taiwan's southwest coast has long been a subject of fascination to both outsiders and the people who live there. It has culture, both indigenous and ethnic Chinese, and the city of Tainan itself has a history going back centuries. People have long observed the area, written about it, and even photographed it. But in the early 20th century, a new, more determined kind of observer came along. These people wanted to understand Tainan thoroughly, and though not professors or professional researchers, they went into the field anyway and searched for the kind of understanding they sought. Though outsiders were among the first of these amateur scholars to take to the field, Tainan locals soon made their own mark on studies into their area, and private groups in Tainan are still pushing these studies forward. This tradition of research into Tainan is being celebrated at an exhibit at the National Museum of Taiwan History. Exhibit curator Chen Hong joins us today to introduce the early researchers remembered here, and those who've taken over their tradition in our own time. Outsiders, like Europeans, had noticed Tainan since the 17th century. Tainan locals who wrote about the area in imperial Chinese times are also notable. A prologue to the exhibit acknowledges this. But why put the bulk of this exhibit in the 20th century? What sets Tainan's 20th century researchers apart from their predecessors? One key point is that those interested in Tainan in the 20th century had new tools. Many of the people remembered in this exhibit had some grounding in modern academic fields and methods. Though they weren't in academia, they had backgrounds that those who came before them hadn't, with new understandings of everything from geography to archaeology. Another difference is that foreign researchers in the 20th century tended to stay on, unlike many before them who were just passing through. Some of them put down roots in Tainan, at least for a time. In the first decades of the 20th century, where our story begins, Taiwan was a Japanese colony. The foreigners in our story are largely Japanese people who settled down in Tainan. The earliest in this bunch came from Japan as reporters or officials who conducted surveys around Tainan. Then, around the 1920s, as Japanese rule became better established, New Japanese arrivals started including teachers for Taiwan's colonial education system. These teachers had been to university, trained in a variety of fields, and with an interest in just about everything they saw in their new home. The first main section of this exhibit takes us through the work these early researchers did documenting Tainan. There's a range of photos taken from around the area on surveys, including early examples of aerial photography taken from a hang glider. There are also photos and drawings of local artifacts, including in one case, an opium pipe. Each object is carefully catalogued, with descriptions of its purpose, its special properties, and an explanation of how it's made. There are travel diaries and architectural research into Tainan's old buildings, too. These observations gradually form the basis of articles, some published locally and others sent back to Japan for publication. These school teachers and other amateurs had no formal organization or club. 
But in the 1940s, towards the end of Japanese rule, they did set up a folklore magazine that took submissions from both Japanese and Taiwanese authors. This part of the exhibit especially celebrates the work of a few Japanese school teachers in particular. Especially prominent is the work of geography teacher Uchida Isao, who was in Tainan from 1934 to 1940. Uchida was nicknamed Candle by his students because of his distinctive build. His work includes many carefully labeled photos and objects gathered from Tainan and beyond during his travels in the field. Alongside his photos, you can find items from his collection, including indigenous clothes and an indigenous smoking pipe. Uchida returned to Japan in the 1940s and died in the years that followed. His work found its way back to Japan, but Mr. Chen says it's barely been touched in seven decades. Thanks to help from a Japanese museum, this exhibit is putting his legacy on display. Another teacher celebrated alongside Uchida is history instructor Maejima Shinji. While living in Taiwan, Maejima wrote articles on Tainan's history, though he later became an expert in Islamic studies. The 1930s saw the rise of Tainan locals with similar interests and backgrounds conducting their own research. The timing of this was no coincidence. Mr. Chen says Tainan was changing by this point, and some locals interested in history and culture wanted to record what they could as the city modernized. Late in the 1930s, as pressures to assimilate to Japanese culture grew, they also hoped to protect Taiwanese culture. Among the important early locals were Shi Yang Sui and Zhuang Songlin, a pair known for transcribing documents and doing work on subjects like the inscribed plaques hung in temples. With the end of World War II and the end of Japanese rule, the number of Tainan locals interested in local research climbed. In the 1950s, associations, both official and private, sprung up to accommodate them. There were Tainan Historic Record Committees and a Tainan History and Culture Association. Many locals with these interests wrote articles, but the more artistic among them also added drawings, and in one case even made sculptures of historic figures. Among their number were those who had learned the ropes of research under Japanese mentors. Such was the case of Huang Tianren, a student of Uchida Isao, the candle teacher. The 1950s was a time of political repression and martial law in Taiwan, and there were some limits to what researchers could do. But research into religious customs, local indigenous people, and specific areas of Tainan flourished. For a time, the amateurs doing this research were the only people doing serious work on local subjects like these. For example, Mr. Chen says, by the time the local Chenggong University got a history department, local history societies had been doing their own research for years. The decades since have seen this tradition of private research kept alive in Tainan. The lifting of martial law in the late 1980s led to an especially big growth in the number of local societies. They continue to work on everything from historic buildings and cultural heritage sites to literature and specific parts of Greater Tainan.
Towards the end of the exhibit, a map of Tainan shows these groups and the places where they hold their activities. To get some idea of what these groups are up to these days, there's also work by their artists on display, and even a screening of a film that one local group has put together. Mr. Chen says that in addition to this artwork, this film, and all the artifacts, the exhibit also includes interactive segments. How would Uchida Isao, the candle teacher, have conducted his classes? And what might a geography lesson at his school have looked like? Mr. Chen says you can find out in a game. And then look at Uchida's records and his collection of objects for a sense of the curiosity that pushed people like him to spend such effort deepening our understanding of Tainan. The superimposed South, Tainan as a Collective Memory, runs at the National Museum of Taiwan History through April 14th. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.